Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. You got Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, between the two of us here on the show. We've got a decade of NFL experience and a good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, what you should know by now. If you want to get involved with the show, Twitter is the best way to do so. That's where we'll take your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions. Motsi on a little social media hiatus for a couple more weeks here. A little bit longer, a little bit longer. <laughs> just a couple more weeks, all right? Not a, not a lot, but just a, just a few. And uh, and so we will uh, take all tweets uh, for the show at Wesley Euler as we are back in our studios today, Arthur Motes. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's a... It's been a, a different weekend for the Steelers as it relates to uh, to training camp, let's just say. Yesterday, of course, Friday evening was supposed to be Friday Night Lights, something that, that Steelers fans look forward to. We know a lot of you uh, travel out this way this weekend uh, to be a part of that, to be able to take that in at Latrobe Memorial Stadium. Friday Night Lights due to lightning last night was canceled. And then today's practice, which, of course, was scheduled to be you know on campus and open to the public in a normal training camp practice. And we know those Saturday practices are always big crowds, big draws. That has been moved to the south side to the Steelers facility so that they can practice indoors in anticipation of more inclement weather. Motsi, so we're back in our iHeart studios here in the big studios today because it's a rare Saturday version of the Blitz. How we doing, partner? Well, I mean, I'm actually, I have a lot of emotions right now. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I like to peel back the curtain. Um, well, you know, I had to travel uh, recently. So for me, man, I was kind of like dreading today. I was like, man, I'm tired as heck. You know, obviously got to get up, just got in late last night, head over to Latro. wasn't really looking forward to it, but at the same time, I was looking forward to it because I was like, I'm going to have the family out there. They're going to get their chance to, you know, stay and watch practice, sure, see some of the sure. stuff that me and you see a lot of, sometimes too much of, <laughs> but it was one of those things where it was like, oh man, so you're dealing with that. Then you started to think about the different fans and some of the people that are loyal listeners to this show. We know that, all right, a lot of people like to come into town. They like to interact with us, see us in person, and obviously we were both going to be 
out there this weekend. So that part is a little bit unfortunate. But at the same time, you know, when the the weather gods throw you the alley-oop, sometimes you just got to take the oop, <laughs> okay? So I took the oop. I said, man, I feel a little bad, but we ain't going to feel guilty now. That's what we're not going to do. But the one thing that I do like about this situation and all, uh, to just continue on being uh, candid about it, with these unpredictable or unroutine things happening because of weather, it's forcing the team to have to adjust to adversity. It's forcing the team to have to be fluid. It's forcing the team to not always have everything go according to plan. Sure. And I bring that up because we've seen and been directly impacted by some of the changes that could happen at the NFL level to not just a practice setting, but even on games where you're getting ready to go for a game. No game today. You're getting ready to go for a game. No game on this day. Okay, now the game is finally moved to a regular Wednesday night. But you still have to come out there with the same intensity. Even when the days where you thought you were going to play or you thought you were going to have practice and it was rescheduled, you still have to go out there and figure out different ways to get that same level of work in. Even if it becomes, and not today because obviously they're going to the indoor practice facility and they're doing that to make sure that there is no reason why yeah, they, they can't get that work in. they don't practice for a second yeah. straight day. But there are times where if Coach T does feel like he needs to cancel the on-field portion, practice still happens. It's just not an open practice to the public. We typically go into the gym at St. Vincent College right. or they'll do like how they're doing today where they'll come back to the south side to the facility, which sucks because for those guys, they ride the bus out here and they can ride the bus back. You don't get to stay out here tonight. That's not how this thing works. So with that, well, actually, because they're off tomorrow, so he might he might give them a little bone and let some of the older guys stay out here tonight. Sure, Maybe, sure. potentially. But going back to why I like this, how many times, like I said, man, do we see – all right, this player couldn't practice today because of whatever happened, but he still doesn't have to be ready to go on Sunday. This player couldn't practice today because whatever happened, but he has to be ready to play on Thursday. Well, these are some of those things where you're physically, because all 90 men that are on this roster are dealing with the same thing. They thought they were going to practice yesterday. It got canceled, so they had to do an alternative situation, and now you think you're waking up this morning to go practice on your home turf or at South uh, um, St. Vincent. Right. And now – is something totally different. You got to pack up a little Absolutely. bit. You got to get on a bus. You got to ride to practice well, well, somewhere else. Newsflash, I was on a team here in Pittsburgh where we were supposed to play in a divisional round playoff game. And it was supposed to be at a certain time, at a certain place. And you would think, man, they can't change that. This divisional round of the playoffs. You know how much money and TV and everything that goes into this, the competitive advantage, the rest and all this stuff. And what did we get? A notification that we were flying out there a day earlier and we are going to be playing at a later time. And it was like, oh, all right. All right. Here we go. You don't you don't get to say, nah, man, we're not ready for this because the schedule said this. It was no. We got inclement weather. We got to get out of town. And because it's going to be inclement weather there, we got to find a way to get this game in. So you have to be fluid. You have to be flexible. And you have to be able to adjust to change. But once again, what we've been talking about, the theme, right, of training camp, you can't allow these different variables, though, to dictate your preparation. So regardless of where the practice is, regardless of what day, time, the attire, you always got to have that same mentality because this. You imagine you take off yesterday. You wake up this morning, you think you're about to get another easy day because it's raining. <laughs> right. Oh, and, and then they, we're off and Sunday. And they coach hit you with the bus. And you're like, oh, and I ain't got to work on Sunday too? So you'll go out there today and be half-cocked. You'll go out there today and not have the same level of mental focus and fortitude. So what happens? Mental errors, sloppy practice, potential injury because you're going to jeopardize your physical body by doing some of the things not to the fullest of your ability. 
So it's a lot of things that can come off of that. And that's another reason why it's important. Keep that mindset the way it's supposed to be, man, every single time. That's the long-winded intro, but I do feel uh, good Woo. now. Seven minutes later. <laughs> no, you had to get it off your chest. I told you, man, I, I was going to go on my rant to start it off. I tried to warn you. You're absolutely right, though, because, listen, that's you're, you're going to have changes to the schedule, whether it's something as simple as throughout the season, maybe you have a 40-minute weather delay, mm-hmm. right? Or it's something like where COVID has you playing on a Tuesday afternoon, like yeah. happened a couple years ago. You're going to have changes to your schedule. Maybe it's just as simple as down the stretch, you're in the playoff hunt, and games end up getting flexed. You know, games that were supposed to be at 1 o'clock end up in prime time. It can be as simple I, I as that, even, too. I didn't even bring those ones in. I forgot all about the <laughs> yeah. flex. Yeah, yeah. I've been a part of a flex as well. You have been a part of it. Just one? No, it's been multiple. Okay. I was but I was say. thinking about my first flex. Yeah. Hit him with the flex. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> um, you, you're, you, that's that's life in sports, man. It is. And it's certainly life in the National Football League where the majority of the teams uh, in the league play outdoors. Yeah, there are a few that, that play in domes more so now, uh, certainly than ever before. But more majority of the teams, weather is a real thing. You play in the AFC North where Cleveland and Cincinnati and Baltimore and in Pittsburgh, you know, all outdoor stadiums, all areas that get their fair share of weather. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, it's um, it's not the worst thing to be maybe uh, knocked out of your comfort zone a little bit. Right. I think maybe particularly as well, too, after a, a, an unexpected night off last night. Yesterday was an easier day than they thought. And I, I wonder, let me ask you that, too, because now that's where my mind's going. With today's practice being moved to the south side after mm-hmm. last night being canceled, with the guys having a scheduled day off tomorrow on Sunday, extra intense practice today? Coach Tomlin is going to do whatever he can to get that type of mentality out of them. But at the same time, once again, I always just say, I, I felt like I'm a broken record with it, but you still have to have that same focus, that same intensity. If you come out here and now today you're super jacked, oh, I really got to do it, I really got to get it. Now you're pressing. That's still not your normal flow. That's not how you would operate mentality-wise or performance-wise. Think about boxing, right? Yeah, you got this knockout punch that you're capable of. But do you get that knockout punch in the first round? Nah. Versus a quality fighter, it's going to take time. You got to set it up, right? You got to jab. You got to go to the body. Then you hit him with the big boy, right? But you can't just come out, oh, man, it's the biggest championship just fight. Throw, throwing haymakers look, in the first the, round. It's the championship. I'm on pay-per-view. I'm fighting the best of the best. I got to go for broke. Here we go. And then you gas out, and the guy never gets knocked out, and then you end up getting whooped, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's also what you have to prepare against. Because you heard the term, hey, man, don't blow it all in warm-ups. Well, I've seen that happen at the NFL level as well. I've seen guys come out, and they are so hyped. They're pumping up the crowd. They're punching their arm. They're, oh, yeah, we're here. And literally, I've seen a guy throw his arm out <laughs> in warm-ups. I've seen another guy get dehydrated and have to get an IV in warm-ups because he was losing his mind because he was so amped up and could not Ooh. control himself. But that's, once again, why when you start talking about acquiring information and learning along the way, you see some of these things and you can see how certain things where guys are like, okay, I'm going to get extra hype for this, it can overdo it. And that's why you really got to be able to find that balance. We hear guys talk about, man, if I had a great play, all right, you appreciate it, but you can't dwell on it. You got to go to the next play. Even if it was a bad play, I don't dwell on it. I acknowledge it, but then I'm moving on to the next play. You always got to stay even kill. Because that is when you are at your most optimal self. Nobody operates at their best when they're pissed off or when they're extremely on cloud now feeling invincible. Because you lose that reason. You lose that logic. You lose certain things that make you you. 
And that's the part where you talk about that mental focus and why it's so important. This is why. So even today, Coach T, he's going to be chirping. He's going to be barking. He's going to be in their ears. The position coaches, they're going to be barking. They're going to be chirping. They're going to be in their ears. But it's important as the players to understand that, man, regardless of the location, regardless of the circumstances, if my effort was 100% on Monday, well, it's going to be the exact same today regardless of anything they're saying. So don't get out here and lose that part of it. Don't get out here and start losing and having mental lapses because that is how you get beat on Sundays. When you talk about the how do you point to this? How can you say these are tangible things? Well, think about when a guy is super amped up in a big game, right? What do you see early on in, in the season? A lot of false start penalties, right? Mm-hmm. Guys are so amped up. You see a lot of all sides, right? Hard, 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 hard count. Oh, he can't hold his word. He's too amped up because he's not thinking. He's in this moment and he's a prisoner of it. He's so jacked up. He can't control himself. So that's why earlier in games, you see a lot of hard count, especially at the beginning of the season. Cadence is a weapon. You heard, you heard, I know you almost, heard that. Absolutely. Almost I know you heard that, that before. Almost use that yeah. emotion like against, against people. Yeah. Yes, because that is the human nature part of it. And if you're not a guy that focuses on all facets of your game, not just the physical, but the mental, that's how you get got. And we can point to certain guys. We're like, yeah, oh, we absolutely. see that happen a lot. Oh, he's one of those guys. Yep. He's definitely going to jump. Oh, for a fact, he's going to fall start. Like, that's just how some of these players are. But that all goes back to days like today in the training, and this is how you can get those reps in. This is how you prepare for those bigger moments because a practice on August 6th <laughs> at 155 at the south side. Indoors. I'm sorry. It's not going to ever feel the same way as Monday Night Football versus the Baltimore Ravens or even a 1 o'clock kickoff you know against what I mean? the Jets. Like, like, yeah. It's just it's a different yeah. level of intensity. So if you go out here today – Jets and just this is too. There, huh? They did. They they, they look. He did. It's all right. But imagine now if this moment today in this practice is too big for some of these guys because they're thinking about all these other irrelevant things or minuscule things. And what we just said, man, a one o'clock game against the Jets is bigger than this right here. But this is what we're talking about in terms of how you prepare for that days like today, when today. You know what I mean? Get that mental focus in today so that that way when we do get these games come regular season and they do get bigger and bigger and bigger, Mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about if our guys are going to show up or is the moment going to be too big for them. You hear people talk about pressure and things like that. No, you're not going to have to worry about that. You're going to feel very confident in this group. But it starts on days like today. Well said by the man with the decade of NFL experience here on this show. Yeah, it's, 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 it's certainly a... It's an audible to training camp, yeah. um, but but one that that we're gonna see how uh, how they're able to react and make it all work and and come out better from all this. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It's a special Saturday edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. We are back in our studios. If you missed it, if you somehow uh, you know weren't paying attention this morning, Steelers practice today not on the campus of St. Vincent College. So if in you Latrobe. are driving there, stop. Yes. Turn around. Don't go. It's not happening. If you're on Route 30 right now, <laughs> stop at Sharky's or Dino's, yeah, yeah, get, get some, some wings heat. for lunch, yeah. and then head on back. Just turn it on around, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
because God, practice is on the side. So, I, I feel bad. Oh like like Ron Dalla tweeted us right at the that start of the show because Ron suck, Dalla bro. had been talking about how he was so excited. Yeah. Friday Night Lights, Friday Night Lights, Friday Night Lights. Um, he tweeted us and said, I woke up the saltiest that the Friday Night Lights was canceled last yeah. night. Well, and think like it was still fans there, too, because oh, absolutely. you didn't know it was going to get canceled until it started pouring down. Right. And it was nice weather until no, like an until, hour before yeah. it was supposed to start. That yeah. was it. Yeah, because the team actually they never even boarded the buses. But it's like you would have never known that because everything looked like it was going to happen. Like, all right, we might be good. We might be good. But, you know, it's the weather for you. That is certainly the weather for you. I, I know our buddy CR, uh, he was out yeah, there on man. Thursday. He was all excited for the weekend. I know a lot. Of, again, it's, it's you know, that Friday Night Lights and the Saturday practice after are always two of the, the most attended things that the Steelers do over training camp. Um, and I know Cam Hayward tweeted this morning that, that he was bummed out, that mm-hmm. they didn't get to have that with the fans last night, and that today is going to be a, a closed practice. Because it is a cool experience, man. Like, it is, from, especially when you know when you haven't had it the last few yeah, years as well, too. No question, man. But we always enjoy just the nostalgia that comes with being in a high school stadium. I mean, it's not often that we're in high school stadiums in that capacity. We work out in the offseason, and some guys, I know early on, like, I would occasionally go back to a high school, but the majority of the time, you're at the facility, you're at some private place because you just want to focus on training and not the distractions. So whenever you do get a chance to do the Friday Night Lights, it was always a cool concept because it felt just like a Friday night high school it's game. literally, I mean, the stands are packed, the, buses, the lights are on. The field's painted. Yeah. It's only one football field. We go through our mock um, pregame warm-up, so we even get – that introduced to us on Friday Night Lights when we first talk, uh, start talking about who ride and everybody's doing all mm-hmm. the different things that we do to get motivated to uh, perform in a game on Sunday. This is our dress rehearsal. This is how we do it. So when you talk about that, you talk about how the fans are like on top of you as well, because at St. Vincent, think about the dynamic. You got the hill. Fans, you're going to interact with them there. You could touch their hands and stuff there. But the bleachers to the actual proximity of the playing field. Not that close. It's not close at all. And then where we're stationed at on the practice field, you can't even. Particularly if you're on the second or yeah, third field. Yeah, if you're on the second or third yeah. field, you don't even see the fans, let alone be able to have conversations with them. Whereas when you're at Latrobe, uh, was it um, Latrobe Memorial, Memorial High School? Yeah. Because um, I was like, uh, it's not. Because I always mix that one up in the. Uh, Oh my goodness! It's like Greater Latrobe, uh, the Arnold Palmer one, oh, where we yeah. where we do some of the uh, yep. practices for Greater uh, Latrobe, Greater Latrobe, so, yeah, yeah, something I think because yeah. they're like very close in name, actually. They are, yeah. But um, when you're there at that particular uh, at that particular school, you have bleachers on both sides. You have the fence that rolls around on both sides, and then for us as players, we're standing on both sides. You also have your family and friends right there on the track with you, which is a cool mm-hmm. dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's been times where I remember they stink like high five in my daughters. Right. Like right after make a play and it's right. like, yo, this is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Or you got the fans and you can see them and legit eye well, contact right make conversation. I mean, they're a track, they're a track, they're a track away from between you. you. Yeah. yeah. Which the is, track around the field. That's which all that is rare. We it. don't we don't get that a lot at the NFL level. And I know not everybody enjoys that level access from the player perspective because not everybody's as friendly and as nice. And I do get that. But from my experiences, at least, it was always awesome to just kind of remove that extra layer that always kind of puts that block between fan and player, you know? So it was kind of cool in that sense. But, I mean, it does suck this three years running now that they're not going to be able to have that experience. But hopefully next year, you know, things work out for them. Hopefully. And if you're bummed out, we we got you. But we are here for you on a Saturday. The show goes on up next 
Nick Farabaugh from Pittsburgh Sports Now is going to join us. Uh, he's been at practice every day, grinding away, writing stories, doing all the diligent work. We'll, uh, we'll recap camp a little bit to this point with Nick and uh, maybe talk about the Steelers' first depth chart that was just released as well, too. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, you're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Saturday edition of the Steelers Blitz here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, we know everybody's down. Friday Night Lights canceled Saturday's practice, moved to the south side and closed to the public. But we're here to get you through it. Joining us now... Uh, young Nick Farabaugh. Uh, folks, if you're not familiar with Nick's work, shame on you. He's been out there grinding every day at Steelers training camp uh, for Pittsburgh Sports Now. Nick does great work for them, writing articles, doing all the diligent work. His first time here on this program. Nick, what's up, buddy? Thanks for having me on, Wes. Uh, everything's going well. You know, it's rainy and the rain has certainly uh, thrown everything off. But excited to talk some Steelers football even on a rainy day, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I saw, oh, excuse me, those Cheetos I ate during break getting to me right there. Um, I saw you had a funny tweet last night, training camp, more like raining camp. Well, uh, that continues for the Steelers today. Uh, where I wanted to start with you, though, Nick, because uh, I know you've been out of practice every single day. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it feels like we're getting a little redundant at this point, but it is the, the story of the summer, the Steelers quarterback situation. Uh, everyone saw the, the depth chart come out uh, yesterday, I'm sure. Trubisky still won, Rudolph two, Pickett three. Um, do, at what point do you expect any movement in there? And I'm assuming you weren't surprised by that order at all at this point either. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that order the entire time, and there was one day where Mason got a few first-team reps with mixing in with Mitch and – you know, we've seen Kenny move up two and three, and, and we haven't really seen Mitch, though, challenge too much at that one spot. So nothing really crazy, but I think maybe after that first preseason game is where you would see some movement, right? If, for example, Kenny Pickett comes out in that game and, and has a really good game, or maybe Mason doesn't do as well, or, or Mitch struggles, and or one of Mason and Kenny uh, does really well, that's when the movement would make sense because, you know, you, you have live game action, you have the padded practices. You have about two, three weeks of camp at that point. So you're starting to build a bigger sample size. And really, when you've looked at all these quarterbacks, right, they've had their moments. They've had their down moments. It's been an up-and-down flow for Mason, who in week one was really good. Maybe not as good in week two. Kenny's been really good in week two. Mitch has been up and down the whole time. But this is a quarterback battle that I think is really – developing himself and I think more and more as time goes on especially past that first game I think that's when you start to see that movement and obviously as it has stuck right now that depth chart is, is simply not a surprise uh, to see it all all right I like it Nick this is uh, Arthur Motes here by the way um sticking with this QB situation though you've talked a little bit about you know how these guys Mitch obviously first week started out a little bit better or Mason first week was a little bit better than Kenny stepped it up a little bit but in terms of how you view it, how do you have these three guys ranked, man, based on the practices that you've seen thus far? Yeah, I think right now, I think Mitch has been giving you the highest highs, and I think that he's showcased some really good things. His mobility, I think, is a factor that has really been exciting. I think you've seen him create with his legs, and I, I think that's something that the Steelers haven't had in a little bit. Kenny's done that as well, so I like that. Mason doesn't do that as much, but Mason's had those deep balls that have really popped a little bit. Um, but Mitch, in, in 
some of these deep balls has really showcased that arm. And, and I think he has showcased his ability to make that happen, make some explosive plays. Uh, so I like Mitch as the number one right now. I, again, he's had some down moments where he's maybe had some ill-advised decisions, but that'll happen in practice. Practice is the area where, you, if, as a quarterback, you want to test your limits. You want to see, well, what throws can I make? Uh, what can I do against this coverage? What can I do with this receiver? Who can I trust? And so I think Mitch is just testing the waters a little bit. I've liked what I've seen from Mitch, so I think he'd be my one. I think Mason is, is super consistent, though I think Kenny's – week two has been really good. I think Thursday was probably Kenny's best day of camp thus far. Uh, so those guys are like 2A, 2B right now um, because you have that consistency of Mason, but also the young rookie is showing off that growth. So maybe you would put Kenny just for youth purposes at two right now compared to Mason at three. But again, I think all three of these guys have their moments, but I think Mitch right now has that consistency and kind of that feel of a veteran quarterback that can lead your team onto the football field in week one. Nick Farabaugh, Pittsburgh Sports Now, with us here on The Blitz on SNR and 970 ESPN. Uh, Nick, I know Arthur Motes. Listen, you know, he he always wants to talk about the quarterbacks, all right? I mean, uh, he never wants to talk about the defense, always just wants to talk about the prom kings. But I want to talk a little defense with you here as well, too. Uh, when when that depth chart came out yesterday and, you know, Miles Jack is, is the one at, at middle linebacker and then uh, Devin Bush and Robert Spillane are, are kind of listed as – dual starters, co-starters, however you want to put it there, right? Did that surprise you at all? Has that been a testament to maybe, I don't want to say a, a bad camp for Devin Bush, but maybe a, a lack of an encouraging camp to this point? And at the same time, uh, does that say anything for Robert Spillane and what he's been able to do? Or do you think that this this is just the first depth chart? They're, you know, they're kind of trying to to keep all things equal. You know, we saw similar with Green and Dotson at left guard, right? Is there anything to look into that? Uh, Spillane and Bush both being listed as as the guy who would, would line up next to Miles Jack. Yeah, I think it's it, it's a testament to one thing is that Devin Bush didn't have a great year last year. And then, you know, really at camp, you know, I, I can't say he's having a bad camp, as you kind of said. He just really hasn't been there. Uh, he hasn't done a lot of things that make splash happen, right? Miles Jacks had splash. Blaine had a pick. Um, Blaine's done some nice things in camp. I think he's having a really good camp. Uh, in, in this stage of his career, this is what Robert Spillane needed to have at camp. And so this is a legitimate battle because Devin Bush really hasn't made that splash at camp thus far. He's not been in the backfield making tackles. He's not really made a lot of turnovers occur. Uh, he hasn't really made anything happen. So he's just kind of been there. It's not bad. He hasn't been outright bad because you look at his plays and he's been pretty sound. So he's not doing anything to hurt himself actively. He just hasn't made the plays that a guy like Spillane has. And I think that's a testament to the work ethic of Robert Spillane. Uh, and then what he's come out with this year, I think Robert Spillane's having a great camp. And so, yeah, I think that's a reflection more so, say, of maybe the season Devin Bush had last year and the camp that Robert Spillane's having this year, which is probably the best of his career. Mm -hmm. Now, now we're talking a little ball over here. Now we're talking some defense. So let's stick with this linebacker theme, man. But let's take it to the outside. How are you or, or what is your initial thoughts on this outside linebacker depth chart, right? Not talking about TJ and Axe because we know they're the stars. We know what they're capable of. But the guys behind them, how have you been feeling about their performances thus far? Yeah, I think there are a few guys that have had some nice days here. Uh, Gennard Avery is a, a really interesting player because – Guys played outside and inside, so you never really knew where he was going to fit in. But in the NFL, his rookie year had a really good rookie year on the outside, and that's where the Steelers are playing him. He's looked really good. He has a really good long arm that I like. Uh, and a lot of these linemen haven't, been ha haven't had an answer for that. And then he has kind of that speed finesse 
to him, too. He's a really solid player thus far, and you can see kind of that veteran savvy come out in him. So I like Denard Avery. Uh, I think Derek Tuska's had some moments as well. Um, but I really like Delonte Scott. This is a guy that's really come out here in his second year with the team, first full camp with the team, and he's proven that he belongs as a power rusher. He's given a lot of guys trouble, and even you know guys like Joe Haig, who are established veterans, he's gone toe-to-toe with them. And so I really like what we've seen out of Delonte Scott blowing up a lot of plays in the backfield, forced to turnover. Uh, this is a guy that is really trying to make his name known and trying to make this roster. And so there's going to have to be a lot of battles there between Scott and Tuska and Avery and T.D. Moultrie even, who has had a nice camp as well. I think this outside linebacker room is continuing to push one another. And, and I think you get that kind of with the iron sharpens iron mentality. I'd put Avery probably as an outside linebacker three, but that four spot, I really like Delonte Scott and what Derek Tuska are doing there. A few more minutes here with our new friend of the show, Nick Farabaugh of Pittsburgh Sports Now. Nick, maybe bigger picture question for you because I, I know that you, like I said, you, you've been grinding away every day at practice. Um, is there anybody that we haven't talked about that much, you know, in, in terms of, you know, Steeler, uh, let's just say Steeler Nation at large, right? Anyone that, that you think is is quietly putting in a good camp that, that might surprise some people and make a roster? You know, there's been a lot of talk about Jalen Warren, um, some guys that you just mentioned on the defensive side of the football. If you had to pick one of these kind of, you know, long shots or dark horses, if you will, to make the roster, is there is there anybody that stands out in your mind in that regard at this point? Yeah, there is. With the cornerback position, Chris Steele out of USC has had a really nice camp. Uh, I've liked this guy for a little bit just from what the traits he has. He's pretty long. He's really feisty. He's a guy that has those raw tools, you know, really highly touted guy at USC. So he's got that pedigree to him. And he's come out of camp, and he's made some really nice plays on the ball. He's taken to Coach Grady's um, teachings really well. You can see every time that he gets something wrong, he fixes it immediately in the next rep. I've watched a lot of those DBs, and Chris Steele has really taken to that teaching. And then you look at the team period. He's made some really nice pass breakups. There was one last week against Miles Boykin with a perfect deep ball from Kenny Pickett, and he just laid out, got his hands in Miles Boykin's basket, essentially, and ripped it out as a really nice play. Uh, he's made a few very nice pass breakups, also has a pick at camp, picked off Kenny in the first week. I like what Chris Steele can do. Uh, we're going to have to see what he can do on special teams, but again, this is a guy that's a pretty tireless worker. His work ethic is showing through every time I see him out there on that field. So if we're talking about unheralded guys that could maybe make this roster, I'd go to Chris Steele as that sleeper that no one's really talking about enough because he showcased a lot of good things at camp, and I know what tricks he has. All right. And, uh, Nick, the last one I have for you um, is talking about these running backs, right? We know who Najee Harris is, but more importantly, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, and some of these younger guys, man, has any of them been doing something to kind of impress you or catch your eye? This has been a really good running back battle because I can say just about out of all of these guys, they've had their moments. Anthony McFarlane had a big touchdown run on Thursday. He's really stacked good days. I think he's been like the quiet guy of this group. And really people aren't talking about what Anthony McFarlane's doing enough. Uh, he's really putting together a solid week here. He stacked about four straight days of solid ball out there. Benny Snell with those first team opportunities with no Najee out there, I think has done well. You know, he's Benny, and you know who Benny Snow is, right? He's going to be with this reliable guy. He's going to be a great special teamer for you. He's going to bring that energy, and that's what he's done. Uh, Jalen Warren has been very impressive. Uh, you know, he didn't have a great day on Thursday. Had a fumble, had a drop. That was, those are things that happen with the rookie, and you guys see how they bounce back. But he's had really good days in backs on backers. He's really shifty. You see the cuts he makes. He's really physical. 
Uh, he's a really physical runner, and, and that's something I love. He runs behind his pads, so he'll just drop that shoulder and run through you. And he's done that to Trey Norwood. He's done that to a bunch of other safeties, Donovan Steiner. So it, it's been really fun to watch Jalen Warren. So these running backs have, have a really good competition, and, and I can say that that running back two spot is ironing, sharpening iron again, as we're saying. And so I think all three of these guys are putting together at least decent camps. And Anthony McFarlane is the, probably the one that needs to be talked about a little bit more because I think people are starting to maybe put him as an afterthought with the Jalen Warren buzz. But don't forget about Anthony McFarlane. He's really putting together a nice camp. And what about the uh, the younger guy? Uh, was it Mateo Durant? He's the other one, obviously, that you know people were really, really excited about. Man, any updates on him? Yeah, Mateo Durant's a really gifted natural runner. You can just kind of see it with his vision, his burst. He's got really good long speed. Got fast and. And by fast, I don't mean build-up fast. I mean, right when he gets that ball, he goes from zero to 100, and he's gone. So you better touch him in the hole, or he might break off an 80-yard touchdown run. And that's the thing that makes Mateo really fun uh, about him. I think that he's such a gifted natural runner, probably one of the more gifted natural runners on this team, period, in terms of that he's got the explosiveness, the speed, and the agility to really make things exciting. Uh, as a cat, pass catcher, I think he's really taken well to a lot of coaching. His hands have been pretty good uh, thus far as well. Uh, his route tree wasn't super developed coming out of Duke, but he's really made strides in that area. Uh, pass protection is where he's really going to need to hone in on. Again, this was something that he didn't do a ton of at Duke, so he's going to need to hone in on that. But he's a really bright person. He's going to need to use those natural gifts that he has, and I think he has that possibility uh, to push for a roster spot if he can showcase – what he does at his best. Last one for you here, Nick. You know, we finally did see uh, a couple padded practices, a few padded practices this past week. Uh, got to introduce that physicality element, uh, you know, at that level. Um, who do you think ends up winning the left guard position? You know, Motsi and I, we've kind of discussed this a little bit, but but not a ton, I think, especially over the past week uh, when the after the pads have gone on. Uh, does it feel like Dotson's job to lose? Does Kendrick Green have a real shot? Would you give either one of those guys an, an edge there uh, at this point? I think I slightly lean towards Kevin Dotson right now just because I think Dotson's put together a few really nice days. And that's not to say Kendrick Green hasn't had his moments, but, but you can see Kendrick Green kind of still learning how to grow and use his hands a little bit and kind of adapting back to guard from center because that is an adaptation you have to make again. You know, moving along the offensive line is not easy. So moving Kendrick from center to left guard, which is his natural position and what he played at Illinois, it's still going to take an adjustment period. And I think we're maybe in the middle of that. With Kendrick Green, Kevin Dotson, though, has made some really nice strides, really all of camp. He started, he started out with Kevin Dotson, kind of starting off a little slow, but he's really picked it up. You can see the movement he creates behind him, whether he's on the first team, the second team. There was one play where Mark Robinson was coming off the edge, and, and he was going to beat Trent Scott to the inside with a swim move, and KDOT saw that and just laid him out uh, with a nice help block. I mean, that that's stuff that you look for in terms of, that veteran guy, now he's a third-year guy, so you want to see that from him. The game is slowing down for him. As a run blocker, he's been very impressive. I think Kendrick Green has really showcased his athleticism, though, and I like that. But I think I'd give the slaves to Kevin Dotson right now just because of what we've seen this week from him, and it's really been impressive in past. Nick Fairbaugh, Pittsburgh Sports Now, out there grinding every single day at practice. Uh, great stuff, partner. Thank you for taking the time uh, here on Saturday. Uh, enjoy practice this afternoon, and we will uh, we'll see you next week. Appreciate having me on, Wes. Moat, very, very fun. I'll be out there reporting, make sure. I like it. Sounds good, buddy. We'll, yes, be, we'll, be, we'll be looking for your work in Pittsburgh Sports now. Thank you again for your time. Nick Farabaugh, one of the, uh, one of the young bulls, one of the, uh, the next 
uh, the next man up on the Pittsburgh Steelers beat. Uh, and like I said, show him some love. He's been out there grinding away every day of camp. And uh, thanks to him for taking the time to join us. When we come back on the other side, we'll finish out the first hour of the show. We've gotten some tweets so far. You can continue to get those in today. Uh, we'll give some maybe some final discussions here about the Steelers' initial depth chart to close out the first hour of this program. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Blitz on a Saturday. You're welcome. All right. I know a lot of you out there in Steeler Nation, you're bummed out right now. Uh, no practice last night. Practice today moved to uh, the south side to the Steelers man, indoor facility. Man, I tell you, facility. these news does, man, they so soft. Oh, my gosh. Like... How you going to cancel Back practice? Back in my day, Mozi. For some weather. Now you got to move it indoors. I mean, man, that's how you about the great snowstorm of 72 that I had to play in, where I had to walk to practice with no socks, open toe sandals on, uphill, <laughs> 27 miles, and with the headwind. 27 miles? That's more than a marathon. And then still went out there and practiced for three and a half hours because there wasn't a CBA back in my day. Well, I tell you. And then you had to eat hockey puck cheeseburgers for dinner. Cheeseburger? Sorry, hamburger. (laughs) Couldn't afford the cheese. Good luck with that. That's all I'm saying, man. This new age group. How long do you think it would take you to walk 27 miles? That's a lot. (laughs) I mean, it would take... You're in better shape than I am, to be fair. I'm not walking 27 miles anywhere, bro. That's not happening. I'm thinking it would take take you and I probably six or seven hours to run 27 miles. Dude, that's a long... 27 miles? That's a long, and I said all uphill that's too. A, that's that's I mean that's an, yeah. almost a mile longer than a marathon. Yeah, I think I mean it would take me probably probably five or six hours for us to finish up yeah. a marathon plus, especially here in Pittsburgh if it was like hilly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Crosswind. It's not the it's snow. not the Kansas. It's not the <laughs> no. Kansas or the Iowa uh, uh-uh. marathon. Uh-uh. Your calf's gonna be on fire two miles into walking oh. uphill. <laughs> two miles straight. Oh. oh my goodness! Yeah. To walk, oh my, yeah, it'd back, probably take it probably wait, take eight nine hours to walk. But back in my miles. day, you know, back in my day, that's how we would do miles it. Miles was nothing. So we did it back in my day. Walk that far to get water too. Water, water's for the week. We don't drink no water. Talking about some water. I wish I would. Drink Closest some water. bathroom was twelve miles away. Exactly. You learned to hold it. And I got stung by two jellyfish on the way. Yeah. Where were you living, Bikini Bottom? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just made the story sound better. That's all. You know, that's how they do you it, funny. man. You funny. Uh, Motsi, you know, uh, good conversation there with with young Nicholas in the previous segment. Um, and, and you asked him about the running backs. And that, that got me to thinking, you know, we're still kind of in that could they, couldn't they add another running back to this roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we they, they worked out Jordan Howard last week. Um, they signed Master Teague. They signed Master Teague, the third. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also yesterday worked out Jalen Richard and Wayne Gallman. Both running backs. Yo, shout out to Jalen. Well uh, yeah, Jalen from uh, Oakland. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, he played with them when they were in Oakland. Now they're in Vegas, obviously. But Correct. Uh, it was uh, Jalen Rashard. I think that's how you say his last name, mm-hmm. man. That's the homie, man. Cool cat. Yep, Wayne Gallman as well, too. Um, so the Steelers, clearly, it's window shopping at this point. But they're mm-hmm. they're doing a little looking around uh, for what's out there available on the running back market. Would you say that it's... Is it likely at this point that they that they bring in someone else into that competition? Is it 
probable? Is it likely? Is it doubtful? Is hey, it man, hey, hey. coin flip? How many times you gonna ask me the thirty different ways of the same thing, man? Just give me a second here, is jeez, it, woman. Is it, is it hey, hey, jeez, woman, chill out. All right, stop asking me the same question, woman. Chill. <laughs> That's what they do, right? <laughs> but, That's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna start saying that to my daughter soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hey, 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 easy now. Yeah, asking me a million questions. All Keep right? asking me all questions, man. Chill. All right, just give me a second. Jeez. <laughs> but um, where there's smoke, there's fire. 100. They're not targeting running backs specifically in all these workouts for no reason. They're doing two things here. Um, number one, they're sending a message to the organization, to the guys that are currently on the roster, that you guys have not done enough to keep me from having an interest or even thinking that I need to be looking elsewhere. Wes, me and you married men. Once mm-hmm. we got married, we didn't have to do a lot of window shopping for for you nope. know love life, right? It was like, nah, I got what I want. I'm I'm very, very happy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. We both celebrate an anniversary, six for you, 11 mm-hmm. for me. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, we don't need the window shop. I wasn't still, uh, you, you know, know? Seeing, uh, seeing irons in a fire out right, there. Right, right. You, you went over here like, let me go ahead and shop a little bit on Tinder and all these other apps. Like, let me see, what, what's the competition looking like? Like, nah, you ain't worried about that. But right now, for the Pittsburgh Steelers and their running backs, they have not done enough, not talking Najee Harris, but those not named Najee. And it includes all those guys because you're going to keep multiple running backs on the roster, but you have to feel comfortable with all of these guys because you could have to call on them at some point in time this sure, season. Sure, Whether it's in the backfield on offense, but even on special teams. So you're looking at a lot and evaluating a lot. And if you haven't seen enough from the guys that are currently here to put you at ease, to make you feel at peace with this group, knowing, hey, if I had to play a game tomorrow, am I comfortable with this group? If you can't say yes without a shadow of a doubt, then this is what you do. You start looking. You start working out multiple uh, running backs in different styles of running backs, different age groups, different levels of success. Jordan Howard, he's a pro bowler, two-time pro bowler, if I remember correctly, 3,000-yard seasons, right? A lot of success. But then you talk about Master Teague, young guy, mm-hmm. fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about some of the different guys. Was it Wayne Gilman? Um Obviously, he had success with the Giants, if I remember correctly. He actually, I want to say it was with the Giants, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, because yes. I would say he he was actually my fantasy sleeper. I picked him up when Zeke dropped out for me, and, yeah, he ended up getting me right. So fourth yeah, round out, pick. Shout out to Wayne. Fourth round pick of the G-Men in yeah. 2017. Yeah, shout out to Wayne. What college? Uh, t- all, right, all right, you ready? I was about to you say ready? Memphis. I was like, he's not Memphis, though. He won a national championship in college, but it was not Alabama. So it was Clemson. It was Clemson. Yeah. All right. But... Just talking about the diversity, though, the different styles of guys, the different level of success and age groups and things like that. Coach Tom, he's trying to not leave any stone unturned. Omar Khan, he's not leaving any stone unturned. Most people, when you hear Jordan Howard, that would have been the first guy you would have thought the Steelers would have signed. Instead, it was Master Teague. And you might be saying, well, why is that? Well, depending on what you're looking for at that time and also depending on what these players are looking for at that time, Jordan Howard's a lot more established. He might say, I don't want to just come in here and compete for this I want this. Not saying that's the case, but just giving you a little bit of context, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the what could happen or what could have happened. Just being a person that's been in some of these conversations before. But either way, they're looking at these players at the running back room for a reason. And I think if an injury happens, obviously we'll bring one of these guys in. But depending on how this first preseason game goes, if we're seeing guys not be able to do routine things, if we're seeing guys not be able to hold onto the ball, not catching the ball, struggling with blitz pickup to the point where you're asking yourself if this guy's a liability out there, 
that's when you could see some potential movement as well. So I don't put, you know, all my eggs or all my stock into it, but it definitely is something that you want to start paying attention to. If we're talking about the the CCW meter, you know what I mean? Ah, CCWP. Yeah, yeah, CCWP is, is definitely going to be starting to register in that that CW area. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. No, that's. Listen, we are all. Think I think it. they just signed one, and they're still working these guys out. It's not like they signed Masters and uh, Master Teague and was like, all right, we're not looking at any more running backs. It's like, nah, we signed him. We worked out two more after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You. A lot of times, Motsi, you don't even have to read between the lines to know how a team feels about what they've got at a position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm with, you know, I, 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 I'm with what Nick said in our last segment. I think, uh, I think Anthony McFarland, Benny Snell, like I think those guys have had fine camps. I do, um, but there has also not been at the same time anyone that has clearly stood out as, oh yeah, that guy could be a number two running back. Yep. You know, and and we've been spoiled in that regard at times in the past. Um, I tell you what, when James Conner had to come in for for Lev Bell, that's a pretty darn good number two running back. And you know, you had Legarrette Blunt at times. You had when D'Angelo, uh, you had D'Angelo Williams, Williams at, at times. I mean, so we we I mean, when you had Jerome Bettis and Willie Parker, like we we've been spoiled a little bit in that regard over the years. Um, right now, that person has not emerged, and that is why you know, again, you can you can action speak louder than words, right? That's the oldest yep. cliche in the book, um, and the way you laid it out there. Yeah. I mean, clearly their, their actions are speaking that they, I don't want to say are unsettled at that position, but they're, they're not satisfied. Maybe right. that's the, the best they're way. They're not comfortable it. with it. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. I mean, again, they, they worked out Jordan Howard last week. They worked out two guys yesterday. Um, obviously if there is any movement in that regard, we will keep you posted. Uh, but for now we wait and see. For better or worse, I'm assuming for better or worse, man. But I do like the fact that for the Steelers, though, they're still not acting erratic. They're not just signing guys for the sake of signing guys. It's a method to it, and I do like the fact they're still allowing the guys that are currently here, even if they haven't done enough to completely settle the team's mind, at least they're giving them opportunities. Because today, they have not signed anybody else just yet. Correct. Even Correct. with Master Teague being brought in, you have to remember, Jeremy McNichols, he's on injured reserve now, so you're not seeing him, right? So... They're they're still giving these guys the benefit of the doubt. They're still telling these guys, hey, man, we're not completely impressed, but at the same time, it's not the end of the world either. Right. And I think that that's also something that you got to take into context. And that's why I said on the CCWP, I was like, you're probably in between that C and W because they've already brought a guy in. Technically, they brought two guys in, right, mm-hmm. because they brought in Jeremy. McNichols, yeah. But it's like, man, they still are giving you all options. They haven't flooded it and done a full remake over we're not sitting here having a conversation of five dogs, two bones. We're not there just yet. So that's something that, you know, I think if you're currently on this roster, you take that and you say, all right, let me make the most of this opportunity while I still can. Yes, yes, absolutely, because you never know when they could bring somebody else in there whenever, uh, whenever you know, what's going on with my phone? There's making some noise. I was say, somebody was calling something. I don't think somebody. Uh, it's I, just like. I, did, did I, I didn't accidentally hit the emergency button on the, on the oh, phone. No. There, All right, I, when, think when, when, I think we're good. When the emergency services pull up to this door. Say, yeah. Hey, what are you guys doing in the here? Fire, fire department's going to kick down the door here in a They're already going to look at us like we're crazy. We're the only two cars in this parking lot. <laughs> well, and Zachary as well, oh, yeah, too. So, 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 it's three cars in the park. We, we look real apocalyptic. I, I pull up the damn thing, and we, I'm like, yo, 
Are we back in COVID times where we're the only ones pulling up to the <laughs> we're building? Like, where's the only at, ones man? in this building? For, yeah. Well, our, our old building for about yeah. 18 months. Then it hit me. I was like, oh, it's Saturday. I'm tripping. Saturday morning on top of that. Yes, because again, when it's training camp, it's hard to keep track of the days. It's yeah, just a I was day so that lost. there's practice. In my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a regular weekday. Or the day that there's like, where is everybody practice. at? Yeah. There's no traffic. It's perfect. What's going on here? Yeah. What's going on here as well, too, is if you are on your way to Steelers practice, don't be, because no St. Vincent College today. Due to uh, weather concerns, they're moving things to the south side, to the indoor practice facility there at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, and that will, of course, uh, be closed to the public. The team will be off Sunday, then Monday, back out on the sunny hillside on the campus there at St. Vincent. So you've got Arthur Motes and I for another hour here as we uh, continue to recap camp a little bit, go over some of these depth chart things and some of the happenings of the Steelers to this point. We're also going to talk Hall of Fame 2022 enshrinement is going on right now. We'll talk a little bit about that class and uh, who we think could get into the 2023 class before we get out of here on a Saturday as well, too. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved with the show. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 